Are you serious? <laughs> I don't want random people to know my Twitter. I say some I say some things that I don't want everyone to know. Yet you follow Paul Dini. Whether he follows you back is another thing, but you follow him and you say weird shit, so Alright, I'll be right back. Okay. Well I also I also follow Thomas Jane. And Weird Al. Well everybody follows Weird Al. So next we're doing the Gotham Matrix. <sighs> My own... <laughs> I was sitting on that joke for years. Gotham Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. The problem, well, the problem I have with the movie is it's not a movie. It's six individual movies. Neil, you back? Yeah, I'm back. I went to unmute my mic and I hit the end call button instead. Oh. Okay. Well, turn yourself back. Is that, is that, is that a pop there, Neil? It's probably a beer. It's a pop. Uh, it's a soapy. Yeah. I was going to say, we're, we'll probably need to get drunk to talk about this next movie. Yeah, the uh, Batman and Matrix. Oh, God. The Batman and the Matrix. The Batman and the Matrix, yeah. Yeah, the Batman. The Batman and Matrix. <laughs> okay. Holy. The Batman. The Batman. Uh, Matrix, yeah. You're, you're, you need to perfect that joke before we start, because. <laughs> the Batman and Matrix. Alrighty then. Damn it. Did you lose the episode? No, I didn't lose. No, I didn't lose the episode. I lost the freaking call recorder again. I'll I'll call you guys back in a second. God damn it! Fucking technical difficulties. Neil, pick up. I'm on. Okay, there we go. There right. we go. It's back up. Okay. We should back. All right. Oh wait, that's the other script. Sami Mario. Thank you for playing Nintendo 64. Who's next? <laughs> hey, Paisanos. Nobody here? Okay. We heard it. We heard it. Okay. Neil, you do it better than that. Swing your arms from side to side. <laughs> oh, God. I take that back. No, that's that's almost <laughs> spot on. I can almost believe you're a washed-up uh, wrestler. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm watching uh, RoboCop before we started, and I, I forgot how violent that movie is. Yeah, Murphy got pretty... Not only Murphy, the guy that the Ed 209 killed before that, that was... I love that scene. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> my favorite scene is you're fired. Thank you. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Here we go. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before web comics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. All right, you can go whenever you're ready, Ben. Welcome again to Animation Aficionados crossover with uh, Tooncast Beyond. Uh, we are still going through the DC animated movie originals. Uh, uh, you, of course, know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. <laughs> What's me trick, Fred? And we also have with us uh, from Tooncast Beyond, TFG1 Mike. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm here. And tonight we are talking about uh, 
the uh, Bat and the Matrix. Uh. <laughs> also a movie, as... a movie so bad that it's 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 actually worse than that joke you just did. Well, that's the best way to describe Batman Gotham Knight, which has been advertised, falsely advertised, as a piece of bridge media between the excellent Christopher Nolan movies Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. It doesn't bridge shit. No, I mean, there's nothing in here. Like, at at the end of Batman Begins, the mansion is in rubble. They, They have to rebuild. They have to do something. And The Dark Knight starts out in Chicago with... The Joker. Nothing in Gotham Knight bridges those two. Nothing. You have a story about what kids think Batman is. You have a story about Deadshot, which is the only good. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the kids talking about Batman is a ripoff of a Batman the Animated Series episode. Yeah. No, it really is. I'm... No, I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yes, it is. I, I know it is. And. This whole thing was basically it's exact same spiel as the Animatrix. We're like we got we got five revolutionary Japanese directors doing five separate takes on blah 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 blah, and it's like yeah. I mean, and I for mean, the most part, it's like where were you guys? Who 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 did this in your stead? Is it just it doesn't feel it's not the best work of any of these studios? No, not really. And you know. There's only one segment that I like out of all these. Which would be the Deadshot segment, right? No, no. It's actually the one where Batman, where Bruce Wayne is training with a woman named Cassandra in India to learn how to deal with pain. Ah, yes. That's one. That's my favorite segment because Batman's, Batman is uh, flashing back to thinking about, thinking about this training he went through to deal with p- physical pain. And there's a scene where he is... He is actually in the sewers, and he finds all these guns in the sewers, and he's picking them up. And uh, Alfred says, "Sir, if you put the th- guns down, you can I, I can help you up." And Batman says, "I can't." Yeah, uh, I don't. And that that's the only segment I like. The rest is the rest could die in a ditch. I mean, yes, it's cool to have Kevin Connery voice Batman again, but. Not for this. The pro- the problem with this movie, my problem with this movie, is that it is, you know, six short films. It's not beginning, middle, end. It is six short, independent films of each other. As we've already stated, it does not tie Begins and Dark Knight together. <clears throat> um, I love Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy will always be the best animated voice of Batman Except when you put his voice to Batman animation that does not fit his voice. The Shonen Batman. You know, just to be clear, it's not even as cohesive as something like Heavy Metal, where there was a definite beginning and end, and the the individual stories were just, you know, an experiment to to tell a sort of anthology-style story. This is just like, okay, these six stories happen in a certain chronological order, and that's the only thing that connects them together. And not to mention, you also have you also have six very different you know Japanese animators doing their own thing, and mm-hmm. I think that's part of what really hurts it because there's only one Japanese animator I would ever trust with Batman, and his name escapes me at the moment, but he didn't work on this. I know that for sure. Yeah, it was actually one of the it's actually one of the animators that worked on the Deshko, if you, if you must know it. But yeah, he he that guy's a huge Batman fanboy, but. No, none of those guys were the right guy to handle Batman. And I'm still going to say it again. 
the goddamn Bishonen Batman was wrong. <laughs> oh, God. You know, talking about the cast, just going down this cast list, they have some really strange people voicing these roles. Uh, I love Jason Marsden. I talked to Jason Marsden in an interview for over an hour. He's a great guy. However, Jason Marsden has one of those always young-sounding voices, and he just wasn't a good voice for Thomas Wayne. I mean, Jason Marsden is one of those voice actors that just all he uses is his own voice. The same thing with Kevin Michael Richardson. As Luci- Kevin Michael Richardson as Lucius Fox, I, Kevin Michael Richardson has too much of a booming voice for me to be Lucius Fox. Uh, Rob Paulson as Sal Marconi, or yeah, Marconi, that, that was pretty good. Uh, the casting, the voice and casting director, Andrea Romano, as Martha Wayne, I like that, but the rest of it is just so many weird people. As much as I like David McCollum, he is, should not be voicing Alfred. <laughs> yeah, that was not the right choice. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I, I watched this, and Number one, I couldn't find a cohesive story. Number two, a lot of these stories were honestly done before, like the story about the story about kids telling their different point of views of Batman. That was straight up Legends of the Dark Knight. We yeah. already saw that before. The uh, the the Scarecrow story. I mean, I can easily think of a comic I read with a story almost exactly the same as that. And th- that's part of the thing of each of these stories I've seen done before, and I've seen them done better and. And, and really, part of the thing is the Nolan verse, what people call the Christopher Nolan movies mm-hmm. for Batman, is about super hyper realistic. I mean, it's it, there's people that were before the movie was greenlit. Christopher Nolan went to his garage and mocked together the freaking Tumblr first to show to the studios and say, "This is my idea of what Batman is." This, by the way, this is the Batmobile, and that's what greenlit the movie because he's like because his whole thing was. The approach of realism and then you have you know the story with the the the, the three kids story is about this thief that has like rocket packs and all these other toys that don't exist and then you have the shonen batman story where batman has a magnetic uh, shield mm-hmm. that doesn't exist <laughs> and then you have the the uh, scarecrow story where Batman has this breathing mask that pops up where they're, you know, using cartoon physics. I mean, honestly, this is all stuff that Nolan, if he was in charge, would say no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the animation styles, and and that's what's so jarring with the film, because it is six independent stories, six independent directors, six independent different animation styles. It takes you out of the movie. Now, if they had released this as... Not as Batman Gotham Knight, but as like, hey, here's a series of Batman shorts, or here's a series of, you know, Batman mini-movies. I could see that, but advertising this as one whole cohesive movie just didn't work for me. What about you, Neil? Well, going into this, I wasn't even aware that it was an anthology movie, so when that first segment started, I was like, oh no, don't tell me that this is the animation for the entire movie. Is that (laughs) that first... The first that one where first the kids... segment was, yeah, the the kids, the animation in that was kind of bad. I mean, you know the... what? I think that's the same animation director that did Kid Story for Animatrix. You know the one. Oh, okay. It is. <laughs> but, uh... It is the same director. I, I swear it is. 
some of the background paintings in that segment were kind of interesting, but the animation yeah. itself, I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like that that art style that's emerged in Japan, where you got the the kind of big upper body and tiny skinny legs. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that they, Batman they, that, looked wrong. Yeah, that needs to stop. Yeah, yeah but that Batman was wrongity wrong. <laughs> wrongity wrong wrong wrong. <laughs> Here's a trivia bit for you guys. It's something I never knew. The cover advertises this film as the first Batman animated movie to be rated PG-13. In fact, this is not true. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker was the first animated Batman film to carry the rating. Originally edited into a PG-rated film, it was later released as a director's cut with the PG-13 rating. So, yeah, Return of the Joker beat this out with the PG-13 rating. (laughs) Uh, I just, I, I, I honestly, normally I go back and I watch all the stuff before I record an episode on it. Honestly, I have not seen this movie since 2008, since I first saw it when I had an iPhone, cause I rent, I rented it through iTunes just to see and just see what it was all about. And, uh, you know, I mentioned off air about, you know, my five minute memory. I may have a really short term five minute memory where someone will tell me something and I won't remember it five minutes from now. My long term memory is very long and I can remember stuff from five years ago to 10 years ago to, you know, when I was a little kid. I still remember sitting in my chair watching this movie on my iPhone and being like, why did I waste $3.17 rental on this movie? Wow. Oh, by the way, I do have I do have confirmation. It was Studio Four Degrees C that <laughs> animated Kids Story in Animatrix, and that's the exact same studio that animated Have I Got a Story for You. <laughs> Didn't they also do uh, uh, Transformers Animated? No, or I think I... it was someone worse. Oh, well, anyway. Let's, Studio Four C so, at least uses it. Be... Should we move on to the uh, the Deadshot story? Yeah, honestly, that was the only one that I really liked. You know what? I, I think what this was is that someone had a fan fiction of uh, of Batman versus Golgo thirteen, and and because because the first time you see Deadshot, he he literally does a Golgo thirteen style hit where he he shoots someone like through a window from like a mile away, and that's directly out of uh, the professional. The one with oh. the uh, with the CG helicopter. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Neil. By the way, Neil. Uh, Crossfire was actually written by comic book writer Greg Rucka. Ah. Who so. is famous for writing the the new Fifty Two? I see. Who so, gives a shit? So so he basically <laughs> went, okay, okay. I have this idea. It's going to be Batman versus Duke Togo. Who do we got in the DC roster? Deadshot. Let's go. <laughs> and. Yeah, Crossfire was the name of that. Was the name of that one? No, not the Crossfire's a different one. I'm thinking of, uh, yeah, Cross. No, the one with uh, that was actually Deadshot. Deadshot, animated by Madhouse and actually written by Alan Burnett. Who, needlessly, we we already know who Alan Burnett is. <laughs> you oh, you say it like it's a bad thing. No, I'm saying that I'm saying that Alan Burnett need needs no interruption. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Um... One of the other things about this movie is that one of the things that um, Gregory Novak had mentioned that uh, the reason they chose Deadshot as one of the villains was to show the direct contrast with 
uh, Batman and Deadshot. While Batman took a vow never to use guns, Deadshot enjoys using guns, obviously. Took a vow to always enjoy using guns. Yes. Yes. I swear on my parents' lives that I will love this gun. (laughs) (laughs) From my cold, dead hands. We hear animation professionals fully support the Second Amendment. <laughs> and for the uh for the box office stuff um it made Gotham Knight let's see 8 million 66,075 wow god 8 million dollars it's so, so, so it paid for it paid for it paid for uh, Christian Bale stand in yeah uh, hey <laughs> Kevin Conroy does a way better Christian Bale. I, Christian I, I, Bale does Christian Bale. I'm, I'm saying that when you look at how much it made versus Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and to be honest, Christian Bale, you know, with Christian Bale's Batman voice, Kevin Conroy doesn't blame Bale one bit, so. Well, no, he blames the writers. No, he actually blamed the directors. He said that someone should have been watching the dailies and stopped them because as an actor, yeah. you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah. But this one, along with a couple other of the films that we'll be talking about in this spotlight, this is one of the ones that made close to what Doomsday made, which, again, I guess people love to buy bad movies. I think part of it was the, the false advertising as this as a piece of bridge media. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. Don't excuse bad taste. So you have six shitty shorts, but guess what? This also comes with four of the best episodes of the animated series. Oh, what I love is this. Well, guess what the four Batman the Animated Series episodes that came with this is? Um... Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just asking you to compare it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so you get six shitty episodes and four good ones. Yeah, Heart of Ice, I Am the Knight, Legends of the Dark Knight, and Over the Edge. Uh... Oh, there's a there's a novelization. Yes, they don't make no goddamn sense. No, not for this movie. It doesn't. Not at all. Um, all right, so we are the IGN replacement crew. One to four. Neil, what do you rank it? Uh, I'll give it a one. I wish I wish we could like add a zero to this, which is punch someone in the mouth. But I guess we can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you meet someone who has this, just punch them. Uh, no, They've been punched don't, already, don't, Neil. Yeah. Don't watch this. Don't don't spend your money on it. Uh, buy buy the actual box set of uh, of the Batman uh, season one set or whatever season you don't have. Yeah. And if you have all the season sets, get Golgo thirteen instead. Yeah, I'll be right back, guys. I gotta pause my recording. I'll be right back. Somebody knocked on my door. Okay. Jamaica. Ow. I think he just tripped over something. <laughs> so, which do you think was kinkier, that Catwoman short or the or or, or Wonder Woman, Neil? Wonder Woman. <laughs> kinkier, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Naked women in a pond, splashing each other playfully, and uh, and Steve just in the bushes, fapping away. It, it, it just it just never helps because as soon as I they did do Transformers animated, uh, Studio Four Degrees Celsius. So oh, I was did. right. So. Yeah. So what they do is like draw really down. I don't. I don't know. Because they're the same studio that did Thundercats, so it's like, wow. So yeah, uh, Ben, what do you rate this? 
I rate this a one. If I could rate it a zero like Neil, I would I would say, you know, I would pretend that this doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I think I am going to add a zero to the ranking, so it'll be zero through four. Yeah, this is a complete <laughs> zero. You know, anytime you see somebody carrying this home from Walmart, just stop, punch them in the face, and, and you know, set the DVD on fire. <laughs> Burn it to the ground! Burn it to the ground. Um, as we covered, it is on DVD. Uh, it's on one disc, two disc. It's probably on Blu-ray. Um, as Neil said... Hopefully everyone that loves Batman the Animated Series either has all four volume sets or they have the complete series big box set. Um, but if you don't, really, those four... I, honestly, even those four episodes that are on this on this DVD are awesome. I still can't say to someone, you need to buy this just to get those four episodes. No, I know, for the same price, you get one of the volumes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You get a better deal. Exactly, so... Uh, here on Tooncast Beyond, we're going to take a break. You're going to hear some really wacky ads, and then we'll come back with our final thoughts. Tooncast will be back after these messages. You can now hear the Geekcast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear Geekcast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Geekcast Radio when you register. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the Geekcast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. I'll go to the lobby. Let's go to the lobby. You know, I was going to get that for our show, and I was like, no, no. Yeah, you guys should add that to your show. That would make it much better. 
not that it's not bad, but it, it would increase the popularity. <clears throat> but we're already pretty popular. We just we just had a new viewer. He's commenting on episodes like crazy. He he really likes us. Uh, Kevin Cooper. Yeah. No, no, Tim. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't count when you know the guy. Tim Silvers. Yeah, I know him too. Okay. <laughs> oh, for some reason I was thinking it was Tim Groves. No, no, T- Tim oh. Groves doesn't comment. Oh. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tim's Tim Silvers has been a fan of us for a while, so. Okay. Well, from the last comment he left, he says he sort of likes us better. Okay, link me to the comment and I'll... I'm making a joke, Mike. Fucker. Someone's someone's very sensitive and... Uh, Well, it's... Anyway, I'll tell you later. So we are back. Uh, Ben, final thoughts on the Banamatrix? Um, Pretty much this is what it is. I think they even got the same goddamn directors from the Animatrix and... I think they tried to do the exact same goddamn thing, and they goddamn failed with the goddamn Batman. <laughs> goddamn it, Neil. Uh, for our for our version of the of the show, I think I'm just going to insert a flush sound right here. I this movie was hard to watch. Fortunately, I watched this back to back with Wonder Woman, and I watched Wonder Woman second, so I had a I had a good palate cleanser. Yeah, so Neil gives us a definite upper decker. (laughs) (laughs) One flush or two. Thank you, sir. I have another. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, and for me, don't. No one should watch this movie. It's considered a war crime. (laughs) It's a crime against bat nature. It, uh, you know, fully covered in the Geneva Convention. It's like Ace Ventura eating bat guano. God, don't say that again. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on the Tooncast Beyond Animation Aficionados crossover. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the websites, geekcastradio.com and animationaficionados.com. You can comment on each of our episode posts. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show names there are Tooncast Beyond and A Aficionados. Mine is TFG and Mike and... Ben is very restrictive with his Twitter, and Neil just doesn't care enough. <laughs> Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network and facebook.com slash animation aficionados. Call our voicemail line 502-526-5821. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Tooncast Beyond Animation Aficionados crossover. Wish you'll join us next time. When we will be continuing the DC Universe animated original movie spotlight with Wonder Woman 2009. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Cheese Mr. Neil and Ben the host. We will talk to you later. I, I I have no words for this outro because this movie was so fucking bad. This movie sucked. It you need the bat. The, you need the uh, bat shark repellent. That would have made it better, actually. Because this movie definitely did jump the shark. We're saying good night. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Oh my God! Yeah, that that would have made it so much better if there was bat shark repellent. Oh, you know what? I might actually be able to play some more Vidya tonight. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've been playing DC Universe Online. It's were, you a, one of, were you one of the suckers? Was I one of the suckers? That paid for it? Oh, fuck no. I knew better than that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? As soon as, as soon as my buddy Steve Megatron, who will be joining us uh, next time we do Episode 6, as soon as he said it was free, I, I downloaded it when he downloaded it. And but did you know anyone who was one of those suckers that actually paid for a year subscription and then joined no. and then no i i knew a guy who did that rob i uh, see um i'm assuming you're still recording this for outtake purposes yeah sure. uh let's <laughs> uh, see back in 2000 uh, 2006 2007 to i don't know a couple years ago back when i still had my myspace page uh I befriended the the people over at DC Universe Online just to, you know, see what their updates were, see how, you know, because back then when the news was coming out about the game, it's like, oh, this is going to be the best DC game ever, blah, 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 blah. It's going to be, you know, open world. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And I really liked all the stuff. And, and they kept saying, oh, well, it's, it's coming out this date. It's coming out that date. And then it kept getting delayed, 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 delayed. And honestly... Because I'm playing as the villain side on this with uh, Joker as my mentor, um, it's it's good on the villain side. When I played the hero side, it bored me to death. Uh, and I only play the single player. I play the person versus player versus environment. I do not play the player versus play. I don't play the multiplayer aspect because you have these griefers that'll just you know get the, these level thirty griefers that'll just come in, kill you, and just run right out. Uh, I, I ain't dealing with that bullshit. Um, yeah, that's why I don't do MMORPGs. I don't do multiplayer anything. Any Anytime I buy a game or anytime I get a game, it's for the single-player story. That's that's the kind of gamer that I am. Um, Antisocial. Unless it's Twitter and Facebook, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only reason why... The only reason why is because the amount of detail people freely give on social media is fucking stupid. I mean, it's it's a how-to book to your stalker of your patterns and behaviors, and I'm like, why are you doing this? See, I, half the time, Twitter more so than Facebook, because Facebook I only post here and there. Facebook I mainly use to promote GCRN. I, you know, there may be times where I'll put up a status shuffle update, you know, or something, you know, something stupid like that, or there may be times where, because I have it connected to GetGlue, there may be times where I post on there, hey, I'm doing this, or hey, I'm doing that as far as what I'm watching or playing or listening to. Uh, Twitter is really where I kind of just let myself go, and I just don't care. But half the shit I say on there needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I am not serious in my social media networking stuff at all. <laughs> You're a big, fat phony. You're a big, phony. Big, fat phony. That was season one, so it was still funny. Yeah. No, it was one of the, it was actually season three. Really? Yeah, like I said, season 
Season one or two are pretty good. Season three, mm, getting kind of iffy. And then, Please tell me you guys are not talking about fucking guy. Yeah, family. Oh, God. Family guy. I hate that fucking show. I said, then, I, I said it like him. I said it like him, Neil. Family guy. <laughs> and yeah. then as soon as they came back, it just became politics and. Yeah, it sounds like she's about to walk away from a great big opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm like, fuck you, Seth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Seth stuck a dig in at the original voice for Meg Griffin in his uh, commentary track of an episode of episode one. I'm, uh, I'm extremely, extremely skeptical on the point of fanboy rage to see what he does with Flintstones. Uh, because if he's, he's going to bastardize and make it about politics. Yeah, it's too bad that Ed Benedict is dead because Ed Benedict would would shoot him. <laughs> he would fight him tooth and nail. Yeah, yeah. All right. he he would fight him in the court of public opinion. <laughs> if you enjoyed our video game special this month, we have some outtakes that we'll be featuring at the end of the next few episodes. These sound clips are from our first failed attempt at video game aficionados. And they feature Kitty Hawk. Though the episode didn't go quite as planned, we did end up with some interesting conversations. Let's see, I, I, first time I played a Nintendo, you know, the NES was um, actually in Japan. So I was playing the American console in Japan. But I did get to see a, I did get to see a disc system while I was there. Because I remember I went to, um, what was that place called? Seiyu, was it Seiyu or Sakura department store? One of those department stores near the base, they had a disc system in the uh, toy department. And I remember like looking at that thing and just being like, I don't know what that is, but that is awesome. Cause I was like seven and I'm just like looking at this thing and I'm going, I don't know what that is, but it's cool. Somehow I have to get this. But you were like, I, I sure wish my, my NES games were slower. <laughs> <laughs> it well, it sound, mean... sounded marginally better. I mean, I, I thought it was just awesome looking. Also, the idea that you could take the discs to the store and get new games. I was like, oh, oh my God. Because games were like $35, $40. Like, they yeah. would go up to like $50. Ooh. But this was like 1987, 88. So, I mean, that was a lot of money. I remember Bubble Bobble was $35 when it came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mario was $55. Mario 3. Oh, that brings us to some recent news. Do you know that mm -hmm. PETA is pro, is uh, boycotting against Mario? Oh, yeah, I saw that. For the Tanuki video. suit. Oh, well, I'll, I'll play my Mario 3D Land right now, and um, I don't care. Tanuki suit is awesome. Well, number one, it's he puts it on with a leaf, which harkens yeah, to the Japanese mythology of a, yeah, a, it's a fox it's spirit. A, it's a Mavaroshi. It's, a, it's an illusion. But I guess PETA doesn't understand make believe or magic. But it wasn't it wasn't always that way. But it's it, it was a suit in the original game. But it still had the magical element. Cause yeah, it but it, it turned every, into the the statue. Can you do that in three D? There, there, there. What? Uh, no, he There's can't, a stone can't. leaf. There's a stone leaf hidden in the game, and you can get that. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't so. gotten that far because I'm actually trying to hold off on playing it till like next week when uh. I'm having to travel a lot, but. But, uh, one thing I'm glad, the one thing I'm glad they retired was the fucking goddamn frog suit. Frog suit. 
Oh man, the frog suit, the most worthless of all suits. <laughs> it's like here's our frog suit. Like, oh, we gotta get rid of this quick. <laughs> and then the and then the uh, the Hammer Brothers suit, the coolest suit, but you only get like two, two. of them. But yeah. it's awesome because you can actually, if you duck, you're invincible to fireballs. You can kill ghosts. Yep. You can, you can kill. You can kill. You can kill those smashers. I I, I did. You could kill remember, almost anything in that game with that. I remember getting my game genie, and I remember cheating <laughs> all the time so that I was invincible, so that I could just pl- and also just be Hammer Brothers the whole time, just so I could just play the whole game with a Hammer Brothers suit. Well, they brought the Hammer Brothers suit back in the uh, in the 3D. Oh, oh, and then the shoe, the motherfucking shoe. Yeah, everyone's like, can you get the shoe in the other levels? Like, no, just just the one. No! Although I think the advanced version of that game, if if you get the stupid playing cards and the uh, the, the card reader, there's, a, there's another level that you can add to the game that uh, lets you, you play shoe. as the shoe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just yeah. like Monopoly, everyone wants to play the shoe. I have that e-reader thing, and... Yeah. I think I only used it for, like, playing, like, you would scan all eight cards, and eventually you would get, like, it's Sight Bike or something, you know, whatever game. Yeah. And I, I bought them all just because I thought it was just kind of a neat thing, and, like, my friend used it for Animal Crossing, like, once, but, man, that thing was just, okay, this is kind of interesting, but it's going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So- the only real reason to have that is Mario 3. Yeah, that's really the only reason. And, or and if you're really into Animal Crossing, I guess. Mario 3 was really when they... I think Mario 3 is one of the best ones they put together. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Because Mario 3 is... You know, it has the best power-ups. It has one of the best map systems. It has great shortcuts. It, it Great music. It's uh, great enemies. It's, yeah. it's not quite as good as... You know, it's... A, it's Quite a bit better than Mario Two, but Mario Two is still a very respectable game. Oh, Mar- Mario Mario Two is just—I mean, it was created by Miyamoto, so it is—it is. Yeah, like, and there's no, lots it's originally of people, not, and there's not still a, lots of idiots that say, "Well, it was originally Doki Doki Panic, and it's a yeah, travesty," yeah, and, and shut uh, up. Yeah, okay, and you know, yeah. a lot of those, games weren't aren't called their original names. Sorry, and those yeah, those people, those, <coughs> Chris Boars. <coughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're not afraid to call Chris Boars an idiot on this show. So, so Chris, right here, buddy, right here. I don't know who he, this guy is, but I will say this: like Mario Two does have some like changes from Doki Doki Panic that make it a better game. A better game. It's like it's the international version. It's like how you know how when they used to do Final Fantasy games, like especially like Seven, they finished it up. So that when they did the American version, they tightened some things up. So then they re-released it in Japan as the international version. They even did that with Final Fantasy IV. They made it easier for the American release. So then they re-released that in Japan. Because, like, I played the Japanese version. It is much harder. Well, one thing to remember is, you know, a lot of things that were elements in Super Mario Bros. 2 only later became part of the part of the whole formula. Like, the oh, bombs. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, instance. like and like the bom- the bomb bombs and um, Birdo eventually became a character. And what's Birdo's original gender? People? Oh, who uh, even knows anymore? It, it, it's answered in in uh, Captain Rainbow. I like how there's transgenderism in Super Mario Brothers, and like so many people are just oblivious to it. I what, got... what I love, what I love is uh, Zangief is gay in in Street Fighter. He is. 
that's uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, the dirty little secret of Street Fighter is that even in even in the Super Nintendo uh, manual, it, it gives its likes and dislikes, and I believe it's like pretty girls is in his dislikes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he just likes uh, broads. And there are other cl- clues too. There's like official artwork of him, uh, like flexing his muscles in front of a mirror, and and tacked to the mirror is a picture of Vega. Oh no! no. Well, there, that's excellent. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Let me get a transformation of Captain Rainbow. Uh, well, I play you know a little. Whenever, whenever, whenever uh, Shadow Lou gets captured and everyone gets thrown in a cell, I know Vega is not going to be in Vega in in Seiki's cell. Plus, isn't You're... it kind of like a trope in Japan that like really muscular guys are considered gay? Like, what's that one like really bizarre shooter game? Uh... Oh, Chianaki. Yeah, <laughs> I love Chianaki. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Man, Chonaniki is just crazy stupid. I mean, the one that was for PlayStation was like PlayStation Saturn. They had the realistic graphics. It was just crazy. Oh, my God. It's Birdo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, tried, I, 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 tried, I, I tried playing this game, this Captain Rainbow game. But, of course, because no one has translated it, I was just going, um. One, one out of every five words. Uh, yeah, I was just like kind of trying to read it. And, I'm, you know, it even has the hiragana, but, you know, the. Not the Furagana, but I'm I'm still like reading it and I'm going, uh, I do not want to sit here for like 15 minutes. Do not want? Yeah, I I, I like to play games, not try to study it. Yeah. So I oh, said, I remember this, yeah. You can yeah. have video games? I'm, I'm sorry like, if I'm being meme-tastic. No, 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 no. It's, it's just, <laughs> this game, I really wanted to play this game, but like because they never translated it, it's, aww. But do you know about the transgender character that's in uh, Super, uh, that's in uh, Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door? No, no, I haven't. One, one of the three ghost sisters, the one that actually joins joins your party, is a dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and it's it got obviously it got edited out of the American version, but oh, weirdly yeah. enough, it's in the Spanish version. <laughs> oh, they're more adult. They can. Oh, here, here's here's one for you. you. You know, one thing that's a shame is there's a whole. You know, every time there's a there's a fighting shonen series, they they always make a, a fighting game, and so few of those got over here. I, I in fact, I, I I'd have to say, you know, the only the one the only one I can think of that got over here is the, the crappy uh, Budokai series. Oh, oh, of all the the Dragon Ball, yeah, yeah, but the, you know, there there were like. Uh, Three Ronda One Half fighting games, if you believe. I, I actually have one of the Ronda One Half uh, games that came to the United States. They they actually got here. Yeah, there's a Super yeah. Nintendo one. Um, actually, yeah, there's I, actually there's actually two, and one of them got edited. Yeah. Uh, so that it wasn't Ronda. I forgot which one was that. That one was for Nintendo, wasn't it? You're, you're it kidding was, yeah, me. it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was Street Combat. Yeah, and then there was also the Dragon Ball game uh, got released as Monkey King. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they made Goku look like uh, look like Krillin. Well, like they made him look uh, kind of more like the original Monkey King. Uh, like, yeah, Sun Wulong. Yeah, so uh, oh, man, but I actually have the Super Nintendo version because um, I remember I saw it in EGM, like there was an ad for it, and so I was like really excited about it. And then Walmart had it for rental. And I rented it a couple times, but then when Walmart decided they want to do rental, I picked it up for just like ten bucks, and I was like so happy. I was like, "Yay! I got the Run One Half game, even though it's terrible." <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a person who uh, imported the Sailor Moon Super S fighting game. Oh, oh my god! god. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was it was. Were you seeing? She's got the power while playing. Uh, it? <laughs> I just I remember getting that game, and I was like, "Well, it's a fighting game. I can have fun with this." And also, Chibi Moon does butt womps. Oh god! I know. Have you ever played the the fan translated? Uh, version of Sailor Moon RPG. Oh, what, what, what's, what's the side scroller Sailor Moon game where you're like fighting in a, like a carnival area or something? Oh, that's right. There's like a Final Fight version. Oh of, yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, the first few were Final Fight, and then Super S was a fighting game, and then there's yeah, also so the one. That's the one I remember because my sister actually downloaded an emulator when I was when 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 I was a child, and she played it all the time on the computer, and she didn't understand the word of it, but it was Sailor Moon, so she had to play it. Yeah, I mean. Oh my god! Sa- How do I remember Moon, that? Sailor Moon games were. Remember, I wanted all of them, but they were like a hundred and twenty bucks each. Like if you wanted to import them. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, importing was expensive. Back in the uh, the nineties, like especially since like the, the domestic cartridges were like, I remember I paid eighty five dollars for Chrono Trigger when it came out. Damn. Yeah. So I got a real steal when I bought yeah. the SN- Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, like Breath of Fire two, as shitty as it was, was like seventy. I think it was like seventy five or eighty dollars. Like, I, I seem to remember a title. It's jeez, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the the name of the title. It's something like something Chronicles. Hmm? It's, what is it? It was like an RPG, but not really. Something Chronicles. <sighs> um, damn it. This is going to drive me crazy. I don't know. <sighs> what was it for? I, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. Because uh, like, there's Valkyrie Chronicles. That's the one. Yeah. But that is that is an RPG. This is the intro for that Sailor Moon game that's for Saturn. It was also for 3DO. Oh, my God. The CG. I know, I know. That one was done in CG. It was like one of the fi- last games that was made. Is that is that Chibi Moon? Oh god. Yeah, it is pretty shitty looking. Oh god, the, the, it's, this should be a this should be a poster deal. But all the games that were like Bandai games weren't very good. Like, I mean, there were, I mean, the Dragon Ball games were okay. Oh god, the the, the big giant eyes just don't work in this CG style. No, it does not. I remember seeing this game in Game Fan, and I was like, "This looks crappy." It, and like, it's just, this was during the era of like the big beautiful sprites. So I was like, "God, if you'd had this on Saturn with like really high resolution, you know, more high resolution sprites, it would have looked really excellent." Instead, no, let's do CG. Oh, you know what game I? Uh, I haven't played the games, but I love the anime series. Uh... <laughs> Soccer Wars. Oh yeah, Soccer Wars. I love the anime series so much. I played the games. They're they're pretty good. Um, it, it, and the Soccer Wars has one of the catchiest theme songs ever. I, I don't know if you ever heard the theme, Neil, but it's it's amazing. Oh, 
love the I love the intro for the third one. Is that's that the one, one in New York? Then no, this one in Paris. Ah, yes. Yeah, I love that intro. Um, so let's see. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of my consoles until like I started working at GameStop, and like because like people would bring in retro consoles that GameStop no longer took, I would be like, let's step outside the store, <laughs> <laughs> and I will. We can make a deal. Give me your system. Give me your space. Or like uh, like broken Genesises, things like that. Like somebody be throwing out a Genesis, I'd be like, give it here. I played a lot of Genesis games, and I only liked—I only liked two and a half of them. Genesis was a really weird system in that, like, there, you know, some of the first-party titles were pretty strong, but there weren't a lot of strong third-party titles. Like, I liked you, Quackshot. Quackshot was great. Oh yeah, like I mean, like some of the Capcom games were good, but like it was mostly sports and. There weren't a lot of RPGs, so I was, really wasn't into the system. And also, because like, because I had to like pick one system per generation, because that's like all we could get. Yeah. I had I to, I had to like love the system that I was getting. And I was always going to go to Nintendo because I just loved Final Fantasy. Best Sonic game ever is Sonic Three and Knuckles coupled together. Oh yeah, uh, so- I remember playing Sonic Two a lot in Walmart, and I remember wanting a Genesis, but like I said, I have to stick to my one console, I have a Super Nintendo, yeah, I've I got a hate really, Sega. I really didn't get uh, my Genesis until 1996, when it yeah, was I, being liquidated. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hate I hate Altered Beast so much, and that was, the, the, it was either, they either had Sonic or Altered Beast on the displays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or like, it was bundled with either Usually it was bundled with Sonic. Now, I did love Sonic. Like, I had the Sonic... I had a Tails doll from the original ones that were released in... I think it was, like, 93 or 94. The cow, cow toy version. And now I've got a Sonic. Where did that franchise go wrong so quickly? Uh, friends. And also getting Polygons. away from the Zen-like playing system. Because, like, that was the thing. Like Because, the, the, like, Knights... I would say is like the perfect successor to um, to Sonic, <clears throat> but no one's ever pl- you know unless you had a, a Saturn you've never played it and like if the the Wii version that came out a couple of years ago was just wretched. The one thing I always read is you know I think these are just like really crazy people not like a real true understanding of the fan base but the one thing I've always read is people are like. You know, oh my God! You know, green-eyed Sonic is the devil. Black-eyed Sonic is salvation. I'm like, well, it, it, I guess it has to deal with like when when did you pick up Sonic? Because like, if you keep keep in mind, like during the Saturn era, there really wasn't Sonic. Because like, uh, yeah, there, there really was that, is a gap there. There was yeah, there was that Sonic. Um, it wasn't Sonic 3D. What was it called? It was like Sonic Racers, Sonic Colors, Sonic Sonic R. No, not Sonic. Well, there was Sonic R, but there was Sonic 3D. It was Sonic 3D, I think. It was like that isometric so- uh, Sonic. Oh, it, Sonic yeah. 3D Blast. Yeah, Sonic 3D Blast. And that was pretty much it during the Saturn era. There wasn't... And that like, there, technically was not a Saturn game. That was a Genesis game that yeah. was ported to Saturn. Yeah, it was, like the th- it was actually the 32X version that they had ported. Yeah. And uh, there was actually a Sonic game in production, but it was being done by the American team. So, of course, as the Japanese team gained strength, 
they put an end to that because they were like, there's no way we're going to let you do that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yuji, well, Yuji Naka basically uh, sabotaged that game. Yeah, and that, that's sad because, like, okay, so he did he did Knights, which is perfect. He should have just, like, gone off, done some other games, let the new team do some stuff with Sonic. If he really wants to revisit Sonic, then so be it. But, I mean, I've seen I've seen videos of that Sonic game. I think it was called, like, Sonic Unleashed or something like that. Is that the one where we're to a weir? Oh, Sonic no. Extreme was it. That was Sonic, yes. Sonic Unleashed was another game. But Sonic yeah. Extreme was the name of the game. And I've seen videos, and I actually, like, Almost got to touch a uh, a beta version of it. Oh, what I, what I love is I showed Neil the opening FMV for a, a Sonic Unleashed where he where he turn, where first he goes Super Saiyan. Oh God, yeah. And then he turns into the Werehog, and and Neil keeps on, just kept on saying "fuck no, fuck no, fuck no," getting louder every second <laughs> because it kept on getting worse. Mm. It was ratchet. But the thing about Sonic is that there not only was there that gap, but the two Sonics are like two completely different characters. Yeah. The, the old Sonic, a lot of people forget this, is that he was kind of he was more of a cute character. You know, yeah, he would I, it, you would stop and take your hand off the curl, and he would just stand there and tap his foot and make funny well, faces. And you. and also his attitude was much different. Like, um, yeah, the new Sonic is like I'm so extreme. The old Sonic was like I don't I don't freaking care. I I'm yeah. just cool. That was his attitude. Yeah, like, he so, didn't need to be, like, totally extreme off the wall, you know? He was just cool. And I and I think, like, because there was such a gap between the Sonics, that's why there's, there's I guess there's some, like, you know, like, hatred between the fans. But I've never really seen it because most Sonic fans I know, they're like, it's Sonic, it's good, right? The Sonic is good, the Knuckles is evil. <laughs> Knuckles is okay. Knuckles is okay. I'm Tails making okay. a Zardos joke. I know. Oh, I'll even go my... as far as to say that Amy Rose is okay. The rest are oh. all dying of fire. Amy Rose's first appearance was in Sonic CD. Yeah, but uh, she had a completely but, different design. I, I actually think that the Avengers design was a step up. Yeah, but, it was. And she like, actually the... was pretty good in advance as a, as a playable yeah. character. Sonic yeah. Advance is a good successor to the yeah, Genesis game. It's a, it's okay. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of slow, but it it, it was kind of fast paced. I think. I, I... Well, I mean, my 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 biggest thing about like modern Sonics is like there's like too many like moments where I have to slow down. Where all I really want to do is um like Zen like run, just keep running. Well, the like, SGI I have with the Advance is, uh, you know, they they have to build to, to something else because they keep on going back to Sonic collecting all seven Chaos Emeralds and, you know, yeah. powering up and, you know, it's a Kameha. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I want to play this new the new Sonic Generations, um, that new game that's that's Where come it's out. Both Sonics. I, yeah, I actually played a little bit um, of it at GameStop, and it was. Um, at first, I was kind of irritated because I thought they had slowed him down. But then I realized what you had to do was get Sonic up to speed, like actually get him running. And then it actually became a really fun game because you were just became flying. A Sonic game again. Yeah, it became a Sonic game again. I was like, well played game. But I mean, I didn't get to play the uh, 3D Sonic version. So you didn't play you didn't play modern green eyed Sonic. Well, I mean, actually, it looked a little better than normal modern Sonic in that 
it was kind of more Crash Bandicoot where, you know, there's not too much exploring going on. You what, are was the, on what was the one where you, like, do, like, each, like, there, like you had to play as a three-character team, like, power speed? Oh, and Sonic all. Heroes. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Sonic Heroes! It's, yeah, Sonic that, that's another Heroes. thing that needs to go is ridiculous music. It was like, it was like power speed and flight. Oh. And it's like, there's a team, there's a team with Sonic Knuckles and, uh, and uh, Tails and and then there's a team where you have yeah, yeah. And you have Amy Cream and someone Cat. else. Yeah, Big the Cat, I think, was the other Big character. Big the Cat, his, his his first appearance in the Sonic franchise is a fucking fishing game. I know, I know. But uh And look, I forgive the fishing game in, in Link's Awakening because oh, no, it's short. But but that's but that's fun, it's not part of the actual game. You can not you can do it. it. Which is how that sort of game should be. But no, but, um, if you want to play Big the Cat, you have to play the fucking fishing game. But Sonic Heroes, that freaking that freaking theme song is in my head forever because I, I I was working at GameStop and of course like every you know that would play every three minutes. It was like dancing that those damn dancing homers. I didn't I didn't even I didn't even play in the I didn't even work at a, at a GameStop retail store. And you know what's stuck in my head when I think of video games? But. It's a me, Mario. Thank you for playing Nintendo 64. Oh, Who's God. next? Oh yeah. Oh man. And then uh, what was the? Uh, we'd hear GameCube, like the whispering GameCube all the time. <laughs> um, and it, 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 we talk about Green Eyed Sonic versus Black Eyed Sonic. Uh, Neil has an opinion on Brooklyn Mario and Italian Mario. Well, you just asked me off the cuff, and I said, "No, nah, I prefer Brooklyn Mario." I wasn't like, I wasn't like being like really rabid and angry about it, but. Yeah, I like I like the Brooklyn Mario because hey, Paisanos! Like they took they took the Italian guy way too far. They they somehow misinterpreted it and went went beyond this guy who lives in New York and said no, he has to be an actual Italian. Well, now Mario's Mario's gone beyond that. Now he's just well, now he's just Mario. Like he's vaguely Italian, it's but he's a- mostly. This guy who lives in a crazy world of mushroom people, and has a and has a baby star under his hat. Yep. And uh, oh, by the way, I, to, I just have to say it. I I think it's beautiful, but damn, Rosalina's story is a is a downer. I didn't really. I, I have to admit that I did not play completely through Galaxy. That I you, got. You do, you do know what the story is, right? Like the. Like she's the last of her kind, or something like that. And no, that, the whole like, story is it starts with her meeting the baby star, and yeah, I remember she that. Says, says I'm looking for my mother, and then they're out traveling in space looking for her mother, and then the second last chapter is her admitting, "No, my mom's dead under the tree." Yay! <laughs> like, damn. We can have a sad Mario. <laughs> no, like I said, that that like boom. Because the musical cues, it's beautiful, but it's like, uh, ouch. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am enjoying how Mario 3D Land is just like, okay, literally the, the, the manual is just a piece of paper folded twice on itself. And it's wow. like all the moves and on the backs, all the, you know, legal information. I think that and, that's part of the shame because I love the old Nintendo manuals with all oh, that man. beautiful art. I know. I, I was actually like, I opened it up and I was like, really? 
This is it. Well, then and then I played the game and I like turn it on. And, and that's like, all you need. Bowser grabs the princess. The game begins. Oh, and that's uh, it. And the, oh, there's no tutorial. Like it doesn't even like go through one of those, which I'm actually very happy about. It did not go through a tutorial. I, I love the uh, the weird old Japanese art that's in the old Mario. Oh manual. God, I lo- I like, love that. The some some of the the art in the in just the original Super Mario Brothers manual is just totally bizarre. It doesn't it doesn't even look like Mario. Well, what about what oh. about the art in what about the beautiful art in the original Zelda? Oh Man, yeah, that, that was, was that was fantastic. I, I who still drew got that? my who drew that? Um, I forgot who drew that. Now I know that Miyamoto drew the original Mario art. Right, but who drew the and, Zelda manual? Because the Zelda manual's art is beautiful. They should get that artist to do more work. Damn, that was yeah. beautiful work. I think that manual sucked sucked us more into the game than what the actual game. Did. Like, there's this picture of Link loaded to bear with everything. Neil knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, I I don't know who 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 did that, but I remember that art. I even have the Legend of Zelda, you know, the Link to the Past Nintendo Power uh, guide that had all that really pretty looking art, like uh, American RPG art. Yeah, that was. I mean, I remember like the manuals used to be like really thick, like. Final Fantasy VI had a 40-page manual. Now, I know that the guy who did the comic is the guy who did Cyborg 009. Oh, that's right, the comic that was in Nintendo Power. Yeah, and yes. I, ha- I I have that. Because, because I, I was... there there was a character in that that wasn't in the game, and he had the kind of swishy hairstyle that's in there. Oh, yeah, uh... he's, the e- he's the eagle guy, yeah. yeah. Oh, we can't talk about... Legend of Zelda without mentioning one of the biggest characters in the franchise. Tingle? How did you know? <laughs> just, a, just a guess. Here's a question. As everybody knows, Zelda was, uh, you know, chic in Ocarina of Time. Magic or just a disguise? Magic. Neil? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say magic because she did kind of have a kind of have a guy chest. So. <laughs> that mean, could be padding. Yeah, but I think her arm or like shoulders were also exposed and they're those were definitely like guy shoulders. <laughs> okay. I remember the Japanese were like, no no, that's just a disguise and, and and everyone's like, you're not fooling us Japanese people. <laughs> yeah, the original the original Zelda design is is so cute. It's just so cute. I know. And I'm, I, I don't know who the artist was. I think it actually just was someone who was in-house. Well, whoever it was should have had a career. I mean, it's... But, that, uh, but, that's, how, but that's how things were, like, like in the... Well, like in Japanese companies, the idea that, no, you're just, you're just the in-house artist. And, and I mean, I remember seeing their art. Like, I think they did the art for all the, the sports games and... Well, everyone knows who did the art for Chrono Trigger. Yeah, we all know who did that. Uh, yeah. And uh, Miyamoto did the artwork for the original Mario Brothers. But Neil, didn't do, doesn't that mean uh, what's the name of the cave woman in, in the? Aya, Ayla. Yeah, isn't that isn't that your type, Neil? <laughs> oh, the the beater chick who uh, loves to kick ass. Yes, in in the in the fur bikini. Yeah, Ayla. I, th- I think that's like the the, the, uh, the hitting all three of the of the Neil notes there. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I love I love that game. Chrono Trigger is like, God, that game is so 
so so good. Like Chrono you've Cross, got... not that Chrono Cross. Well, okay, I like the um. Who was the artist who who did the art for Chrono Cross? It was like um, what's his name? Nobuteri Yuki. I like Nobuteri Yuki, and I really did like. I really like his art, but when you compare Chrono Trigger to Chrono Cross, Chrono Cross is just sort of well. If I played Chrono Cross and I hadn't played Chrono Trigger, I probably would have thought, "Huh, this is an okay RPG." Yeah, Chrono Cross is it's a pretty good game. But it's it, a terrible sequel to Chrono Trigger. Well, it, it's it's a, okay. It hints at a much bigger world, and then yeah. it doesn't deliver. There's and only also the, the thing that bothers me is uh, see Square in the early days. Before the age of Square Enix, and what was not really that. Uh, I'm trying well, to think of a nice way to say it. The protagonist wasn't always some emo. What's it? Well, what? well, that 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 seeped into everything. I would say, like, as, I would honestly blame the lost decade for that because. Yeah, like, it's because it, uh, yeah. like it, okay, think about like the heroes of the early '90s. Like Chrono is the last of one of those type of heroes. The, which the is stoic, the, silent protagonist. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's just do this. That ended like if you think like about the time when Ava was released. You got to think about the time. That's about the time that the Japanese economy just went kablooey. And a lot of <laughs> yeah, without it, Ava being exported, they sort of lost one of their commodities. Well, you know, uh, Justin from Grandia was kind of like that, too. Yeah, was... there, there, there's still some games that are still fun, like the Atelier series. There's there's no emo in there. Um, Pokemon's basically an RPG in a sense, and there's no real emo in there. But Well, except for everyone's dead in Lavender Town. <laughs> well, <laughs> well dun, aside dun, from Lavender dun, Town. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Okay, aside from Lavender Town... That song is creepy. I know. But, uh... There's actually... There actually is a hidden frequency in that song. It doesn't cause suicide, but there is a hidden frequency in that song. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man.
君たちは戦い続けるぜ我が